is up, everybody? Episode 86 of Inscape Sports Entertainment. Going to break down what we're going to talk about today. Uh, some beef in the rap world, rap music. Um, well, not really beef. I'm going to kind of not go into great detail because, like I said last week, mainly sports, but I'll talk about some entertainment stuff almost every episode. Um, and then Inscape's four best of the week. I got two football players, one NFL, one CFL, both quarterbacks. Baseball, a pitcher from the Arizona Diamondbacks that had an elite week. And then wrestling, uh, best of the week as well. Um, best athlete of the week. And then thoughts on each team in each division. Um, AFC West and the NFC North today. Got three divisions left. I believe I can just do one division um, from now on. This time I'll kind of go over some thoughts of the Chiefs game and how I feel about them when I do the each division. And then um, that will be today's episode. Here pretty soon I'll go back to two episodes a week for the NFL season. Let's get into it. So starting off, there is a, if you're not a fan of rap music, I'm sorry if I'm boring you with this or you can't stand it. Sorry. So maybe skip past the first five to ten minutes. Uh, there is a rapper known as The Game. That's his name, The Game. I don't know what his real name is. Um, pretty prominent rapper from the early 2000s. Um, kind of went along with the 50 Cent type rappers and Dr. Dre, stuff like that. And he recently went after a very more prominent rapper, possibly some of the, possibly the greatest of all time in terms of lyrics and, and storytelling and stuff like that. A little out there for sure. Uh, Eminem. Eminem has a nickname called Slim Shady. Uh, or known as Slim Shady. That's his nickname. That's his uh, alter ego, so to speak. All of those stage artists, all of those actors do that. They do it all the time. Wrestlers. Um, even athletes sometimes. Uh, and it was a 10-minute song. And I, I will be honest, it sounded more like a... It was a diss track. There's there's diss tracks in rap. There's beef in rap music. There's beef in sports. There's beef everywhere. People have feuds. People don't get along. And there's times where one will go after another. And they'll not necessarily physically go after, but have thoughts on. And this in, in this case, it's... a. Uh, the game has thoughts on Eminem and saying he's really not that great. He's been going on saying his music isn't played in, in the clubs like that matters. No one cares. His music isn't mainstream stuff anymore. Um, no one plays it in his car. No real rappers play it in their car or whatever. Um, again, I who cares, right? But I, I just think it's, it's interesting that all these rappers that have had beef with Eminem, no one really big except for the game and Machine Gun Kelly. Um, which Machine Gun Kelly now does the alternative stuff now, the pop funk, which I like it a little bit to an extent. Uh, I'm not a big fan of it, but I do I do enjoy it. Um, and then there was a rapper named Ja Rule. There was Limp Biscuit. There was ICP. There was Benzino. I don't think Limp Biscuit ever had a diss track towards Eminem. I just know there was issues. I know ICP did, which was kind of just a... My name is Mock. They kind of just played the track over and then and put their own words into it. Um, 
And then the game has a ten and a half minute song called the Black Slim Shady, referring to himself. MGK had Rap Devil, which, in my opinion, Machine Gun Kelly is a much better rapper than he put out on Rap Devil. It was a poor representation of his talent, or his rhyming, or his storytelling, however you want to say it. And again, some of you, I'm sorry if I'm boring you, but uh, I kind of wanted to talk about this. I just, I just find it interesting that the game all of a sudden is almost what 50 years old. And he's already starting rap beefs. I think rap beefs are stupid in the first place. Um, especially Machine Gun Kelly's and Eminem's. They both have the same same producer on each song. Which I guess that doesn't mean anything. It just seemed kind of played out. Um, I, I just find it interesting in terms of rap music and how, we, how some rappers are looked at or glorified or idolized by some people. Not me. I'm fans of them, but I, I don't idolize them or glorify them. Um, I just find it interesting that out of all the rappers that have had beef with Eminem, Machine Gun Kelly was the best, who is now a pop-punk artist and thinks of himself and his girlfriend, uh, Megan Fox, as vampires. I don't know if that's true. You should look into that. I just thought that was amusing. Um, lyrically, for the game and his diss, that was pretty well put together, but it seems like a, a fan put it together, but he was insulting him at the same time. Same with Rap Devil. Um, will Eminem respond? I don't think he will. Uh, again, he's almost 50 years old. He's still great lyrically. He just had his Greatest Hits al- uh, greatest hits 2 album come out last Friday um, before I put out episode 85. I just didn't really talk about it. Um, it's kind of weird seeing him put out a second Greatest Hits album all the way from 2009 to now. Or 2000, yeah, 2009 to now. It's what I grew up listening to. The music most of his I grew up listening to. I mean, I listened to his older stuff as well. But when his older stuff first came out, I was three years old all the way to nine. So I wasn't really listening to rap music. I was listening to country music and being a kid. I don't know. Uh, didn't really start getting into rap till I was early teenage years. Uh, I just find it... I didn't really have a major opinion on this. I just find it amusing that like I said, all these rappers that have come after Eminem, uh, they either switch genres or they fall off. This kind of shows the level of Eminem's power in rap, how he puts songs together. If you're not a rap fan or you hate the language, I get it. Um, I just I just had some small thoughts on that. Because like I said, Inkscape Sports and Entertainment. Uh, Inkscape's four best of the week, uh, pro wrestling, Bobby Lashley. If you don't know who that is, uh, he he was an all, I don't know his full resume, but he was a very prominent collegiate wrestler. He even wrestled when he was in the armed forces, the United States Army, the wrestling team there. Um, he's dipped his toe in the MMA world. He wasn't great at it, but he was, he was, he's pretty, he was okay for what he does. Um, apparently at one point this year, he asked Vince McMahon before Vince McMahon retired, um, to see if he could have a UFC match this year. I don't know if he was spoke with, spoke with Dana White and then Dana White said, talk to Vince or what. I, I, I don't know. I didn't read into it. Um, I would assume Vince McMahon said no, but, um, wrestling is Bobby Lashley. He's United States champion. He's the most over right now. The fans love him. Um, I'm a big fan of him. He's still great in the ring at 44 years old. He still looks fast. He's still, he gets winded a bit easier, but I don't know if that's the whole acting side of it or he really is just winded um, at the end of his matches. But 
Uh, had a great title defense against Tommaso Ciampa, or Ciampa, they just call it. Um, next week, there's a first time ever between one of the greatest wrestlers ever and Bobby Lashley, between AJ Styles and Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship on Monday Night Raw this week. If you're a casual fan, definitely check it out. If you're not a fan, if you aren't doing anything, check it out. It'll be a good one, in my opinion. Uh, which I'm finally glad seeing Triple H and Stephanie McMahon be in charge, and Nick Khan as well, but I think Nick Khan's just running the business side of things. Uh, but with Stephanie and Triple H being in charge, or Paul Levesque being in charge, it's really cool to see uh, the mid-card championships um, be put on put on the show more. They were they were very much overlooked with Vince McMahon in charge. So uh, again, Enskip Sport Best of the Week Pro Wrestling was Bobby Lashley. Uh, Major League Baseball, it's Zach Gallen. It's a Diamondbacks pitcher. Pitched twice this week, 17 innings played. And his ERA, and I'm, I'm not lying when I say this, is zero. And if you'll know where I get some of my stats, Fantasy Pros. Uh, I, just, I was kind of looking around, looking for stuff for players of the week, looking at stats and stuff. You can go to fantasypros.com. This is not an ad. This is just what I found. Fantasypros.com. Um, I, I think it's all sports, but I'm looking at baseball. Uh, you can look at the last seven days and see the best stats. And Jacob DeGrom was first. I don't know why. But Zach Gallon, 14 innings played, 14 strikeouts, two wins, two quality starts, obviously, and an ERA, ERA of zero. Five hits, three walks, zero home runs allowed, well, obviously. Uh, pitched Monday and Saturday, again, allowed zero runs. So he definitely earned that uh, tip of the cap, pitcher of the week there. Uh, best of the week for Major League Baseball. Football is two players, one from preseason for the Pittsburgh Steelers, another one from the up, in, up north, the Canadian Football League, Nathan Rourke, quarterback for the BC Lions. He had a career high and a new Canadian season, a new Canadian single game passing record of 477 yards. That's about 90 yards away from the NFL record. I don't know who it was. It was about 565, I believe. 565. Sounds about right. Didn't do my due diligence on that, uh, which I, I say it's weird because the CFL is a passing league. It's a three-down league. Offenses are prolific, in my opinion. I'm not saying they can compete with the NFL, but and just the passing is prolific. 34, 37, 91 QB rating. Again, a new CFL record, uh, or 91% completing percentage uh, CFL record, and five touchdown passes. 25 rushing yards on five carries. It is fourth. It is his fourth game of 300 plus passing yards. On second for 400, he leads the league in passing yards, 2,418. They're on week 10 or week. Uh, they're week 10 this week, this upcoming week. And his fourth top performer of the week honor weeks one, three, and eight. Um, if you want to know where I get this, I just go to CFL.com. I look at highlights and stuff, and I look at their top performers of the week, and I pick what's best in my opinion, from that week. Uh, whether it's uh, whether it's receiver, quarterback, whatever. I just look at that and I was like, what could be best for Enskeeps 4? And this week it was Nathan Rourke. Also, don't forget, NFL as well, Kenny Pickett impresses in his Pittsburgh Steelers debut. I know it's, pre I know it's preseason. But, uh,
His first drive, he completed... No, that was Trubisky. But his first drive, he did complete all six of his uh, attempted passes on the first drive, including a three-yard touch pass to rookie running back Jalen Warren for six and a two-point version to Hayward. He did have his most impressive drive in, his, in the very last drive. There was 70 seconds remaining. Um, it was tied 25-25. They took over at Seattle's 43-yard line. He showed great awareness of both the clock and the score. Great ball security. Scrambled for a total of 12 yards. And ended the game with a 24-yard touchdown pass. There's a really cool picture posted on uh, NFL.com showing uh, from 7 to 8. I think it was Big Ben's last home game. And then Pickett's uh, preseason debut. Some people think will be he'll be a bust. I don't think he will. I know that was third and fourth stringers, but it was his first NFL game action at Heinz Field or whatever it's called now. It's not Heinz Field anymore. I don't remember what it's called. Some insurance group. Uh, money talks, I guess. Heinz Field's way cooler, though, in my opinion. The name. Uh, I don't think he'll be a bust. I don't know if he'll start this year. I think Trubisky will start. I think Trubisky will become a journeyman. I don't think Trubisky's a bad quarterback. I just think he's going to be, become a journeyman, journeyman, or he'll stay with the Steelers for a couple of years. Pickett will learn under him. Mason Rudolph could be the third stringer, and I'm sure he can. Um, I think Pickett will excel in this league. I think he will be the quarterback of the future for the Steelers. Again, Trubisky, a journeyman. Uh, maybe he goes to be a great backup somewhere or a starter for somebody. Um, an immediate starter somewhere, maybe Seattle. If Daniel Jones doesn't work out, the Giants. If Zach Wilson doesn't work out, the Jets. Um, you guys know how I feel about Zach Wilson and Brees Hall. I think they got a good tandem there. Um, Zach Wilson did severely under underperform his rookie year, but I, I, I got a feeling about him. But that is the first part of episode 86. Again, I just want to give my opinions on the game and Eminem. I think it's, again, I still think it's amusing that the best rapper to ever diss one of the greatest battle rappers of all time is now a pump puck as a pop punk artist and also thinks he's a vampire i just think that's amusing i'm not putting it down i just think it's amusing um i'm gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back to go over the afc west and the nfc north and that will be all for this episode stay tuned Okay, starting off with the AFC West, I'm going to start off with the Chargers. I'm going to say to them, don't blow it. Because how many times have they had an all-time roster? They literally had a big three, so to speak, in Phillip Rivers. Say what you want about Rivers, but he's great. He was great. Um, but Danny Tomlinson, the electric glide, if you know what I'm talking about. 
pretty funny. And then Antonio Gates, I think the second greatest tight end of all time, maybe the first, him and Tony Gonzalez, kind of interchangeable right there. Um, you can go either or, in my opinion. Uh, they, they had the be best three. They had a great defense at that time. And this was, what, 2006, 2007? They went 15-1. and one, And they went to the – they didn't even win a playoff game. Or when they went to the AFC Championship and blew another lead against the Patriots. How many times are going to blow it? Uh, in franchise history, the one Super Bowl they went to, they get blown out by the 49ers. Now in the 80s and 90s, everyone was getting beat by the 49ers, so to speak, but they always seem to blow it. They, ha they have the most talented roster in the division, even more so than the Chiefs, last year and this year, in my opinion, and they still seem to blow it. Whether it's a coaching issue, an injury issue, which injuries you can't blame, it's just kind of a, the luck of the Chargers, so to speak. It's kind of how it was for a few years there with between the Chargers and the Atlanta Falcons. They had great rosters, not the best head coach, and injury issues. And I wouldn't say the Falcons are the best rosters, but you get my point. Very talented teams, very talented quarterbacks, very talented offense, decent defense, not a great head coach, and injury issues. Or a bad secondary, something like that. So my to the Chargers, I'm going to say to you guys, don't blow it. Um. Next up to the Broncos. Is it the Russell Wilson of old, or is it a new look Russ? Yes, he's more corny than ever. Broncos country, let's ride. Or when he shows up to training camp in his own jersey with a Hummer, a Broncos type Hummer. I don't know what it was. Uh, but is it the Russell Wilson of old, where he looks great weeks one through seven, and then he just falls off? And he does just enough here and there to get his team to the playoffs, and then they lose in the playoffs. Whether it's the first round or second round. Because I, Pete Carroll may not have been the best decision maker as a head coach. We don't know what Nathaniel Hackett's going to look like. And yes, Aaron Rodgers looked like his best he had in a while under Nathaniel Hackett. But was that Hackett or was that LaFleur? Maybe a combination of the two, but we, can't, we don't know if we can trust Nathaniel Hackett or Russell Wilson. I like the roster, not the best. I think it's the worst roster in the division, in my opinion. I would actually say the Chiefs wide receiving core or wide receiver core is better than the Broncos, in my opinion. Uh, Raiders, I trust the offense, the defense. They have a good pass rush, but that's about it. And what Josh McDaniels are we getting? Are we getting the one in New England that matured the past few years um, that sat under Belichick? Or are we getting the one that wasn't a people person in Denver and was just a football person? If you listen to his interview with Jim Rome after he got hired by the Raiders earlier this spring, um, he said what his issue was in Denver was he was a big football person, but he wasn't a people person. So he kind of lost his cool too often. He got impatient. He didn't draft that well. He wasn't. So is he a people person and a football person now? Or is he still just a football person, just older? Next up with the Chiefs. I like the coaching staff. I know Eric Bieniemy has his issues. Matt Nagy, of course, has his issues. I think Steve Spagnuolo's got a young, a young defense to work with, a young, fast defense to, to work with. They gotta have high energy, though. I've seen the past few years where they'll make a play and they got that high energy, and then as soon as something crazy happens, or they let something happen, they're just defeated and they don't want to try, or they try to overcompensate by trying to play hero defense, and it just doesn't work. And the offense, they need to be patient. 
Mahomes needs to, stop, needs to stop doing the gimmicky stuff. Yes, he's great at it. Do it when you can because he is great at it. But he needs to be patient in the pocket. Like yesterday's preseason game against the Bears. He was patient in the pocket. He was hitting his players. He had one that was just slightly overthrown to MVS or it was really good cut. Or uh, MVS didn't, I, I don't know. It looked like they kind of just missed Valdez Scanling by a hair. Um, but he was six for seven, 60 yards and a touchdown. Um, all the six different receivers, Blake Bell, uh, the rookie Pacheo, uh, I don't know how to say it. It's a running back. It's wearing Tyreek Hill's number, number 10. Um, went to Blake Bell, the rookie, the rookie running back, Pacheco, I can't say his name. MVS, McCall Hardman, Kelsey. And I don't know who else. I think Sky Moore. Um, but the offense needs to be patient and the defense needs to have this high energy. If you ask me what I was going to win the division, you can say I'm biased or not. I still have the Chiefs winning the division. They're not going to run away with it for sure. It might, do, might be a division where everybody has a winning record and everybody makes playoffs. It can work. There's seven teams. Um, only reason I'm giving slight edge to the Chiefs because the quarterback, there's a slight edge there. There's not, there's a, there's still a bit of a gap with Herbert and Mahomes. It's not a knock on Herbert. It's not me being biased towards Mahomes. We just haven't seen Herbert in the playoffs yet. He hasn't overcome any bad coaching yet. If you're going to be a great quarterback, you got to overcome a lot of things. He's a very good quarterback. He's not great yet, just like Mahomes. He's a very good quarterback. I'm not calling him great yet. You saw that AFC Championship last year. Anytime there was some sort of un unease in the locker room or in the head coaching staff or on the roster, Mahomes gets all, I got I to gotta bring this team back. I got to play hero ball. No, you don't. But the head coaching advantage, I'm giving it to Andy Reid. That's why I, right now I would pick the Chiefs to win the AFC West. It would go Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, in my opinion, right now. On the NFC North, I just brought up the Bears. Speaking of the Bears, I think they're a mess. Roquan Smith wants out. Justin Fields, Darnell Mooney, they got some talent on offense. I think the offense will be kind of fun to watch. They won't be prolific by any means, but I think they can put up some points. Defense, I, I don't really trust it. I don't trust the head coach. I don't trust the front office. It's a new regime, but I don't trust anything about the Bears. I'd say five or six wins at best. Um, the Detroit Lions, they're feisty and they're fun to watch. I haven't watched the HBO Max uh, series at Hard, uh, Hard Knocks yet, the first episode. Never really watched a lot of the Hard Knocks. I don't know why. I just haven't really gotten into it for some reason. But I think I'm going to check this one out because I like, I like the energy Dan Campbell brings. I guess he was working out with the team during that episode at one point. And somebody from the NFL front office said, hey, you don't have to, or the or Lions front office or NFL front offices, I don't know, headquarters, whatever. Uh, told Dan Campbell, he's like, you don't have to work out with the team. And Dan Campbell's like, no, I want to work out with the team. I want to show him uh, how much I care, how much energy he wants to put into this, how much he wants to be out there. Um, the Vikings, uh, same old, same old. They got a great offense and a bad defense. And Kirk Cousins... Okay, fine. He's won a playoff game or two, but he's not getting you over that hump. Anybody who says the Vikings are going to run away with the division, maybe they do win the division, but I don't see it. They could win the division, yes. It's definitely a possibility. I think it's a toss-up between them and the Packers. But to say the Vikings run away with the pack, run away with the division, because moving on to the Packers, you still have Aaron Rodgers, you still have Matt Lafleur. I trust Matt Lafleur. He's a little indecisive at times. They have a great running game, possibly the best running back tandem in the league, and Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. They have a very good tight end. 
and they have a great defense. Receiving core, question mark. But 2014, Kansas City Chiefs, they had Alex Smith, Jamal Charles, Nile Davis, Travis Kelsey, and a pretty decent and a pretty good defense. But not a great receiving core. There was no touchdowns for him a wide receiver in that game. The Packers, similar. A younger head coach, but a far better quarterback. No offense to Alex, but a far better quarterback. Better quarterback. So to say the Vikings are going to win away with the division, I'm not. I'm not buying it. I, I will buy them winning the division for sure, but I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to run away with it. I could see the Packers and Vikings having double-digit wins. Um, Lions having seven to eight best uh, worst. Uh, Seven to eight would be like the middle. There's always a floor and a ceiling. Like a floor for the Lions, four wins. Middle, seven or eight. Ceiling, I'd say ten. Bears, their ceiling is probably seven wins. Because I don't trust them. Just like I don't trust the Chargers. Although the Chargers can actually win games. And develop quarterbacks. And develop a roster. Anyways. That's all for today. This is Inkscape Sports and Entertainment, episode 86. I'm out of here. Thank you.